Shut up and sit down. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Subpar Football Talk, episode 31. Um, we are back. Sort of. <laughs> sort of, yeah. We're back. Two of three. We'll see how long we're back for. Yeah, exactly. But we are here to give you more useless nonsense about uh, Champions League today. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, round of 16 ties that have just finished, and we'll talk to you guys briefly about the quarterfinal draw and how we see those games ending up also. <clears throat> so. Start with the best news first here, Sevilla United. Yeah, that was a <laughs> disastrous game for United. They um, they deserve to lose, in all honesty. They did not play well. Um, the first tie was uh, 0-0 away. You always need that away goal to ensure any sort of stability in your home tie. So they really don't deserve to be in the quarterfinal draw to be honest with you they played terribly Sevilla Sevilla played they outplayed us they they outshot us they outscored us they basically every every facet of the game went to Sevilla so I mean it's interesting because like Sevilla's kind of been hit or miss like in the in the league like they've like I'm just looking here they lost to Valencia Mm-hmm. And then they beat United, and then they lost to Leganes. So like, it's not like it's not like they were on a tear or anything either. No, I think England was, or I think um, England, I think United was probably their own worst enemy in that game. Yeah, well, I mean, they sat back for like the first half. They didn't do anything. They were trying to control the game, um, and Sevilla was just like sitting really deep in their own end, in, like in the second leg. I mean, and they ended up just being. Like they couldn't, United couldn't break them down. They had no game plan. They had no attacking, um, you know, strategy. They basically just tried to, like it was like days of Louis Van Hall again. They were throwing corner, or throwing uh, crosses into the box, yeah. trying to get heads on them. It was sometimes United awful. like when they gel, awful. they have so many talented players. But it seems like sometimes they just play like a team of individuals. We see it a lot with like. Um, Madrid is like that too right now. They kind of just have those hit or miss. Yeah. Sort of. Well, Some the days thing, when, they, when they show up as a team, they're like unstoppable. Yeah, the thing that concerns me about this is we've had basically two full seasons, almost two full seasons of Jose Mourinho at United now, and I still can't really formulate what kind of team and how they set themselves up to play. Like, they don't have a style. They don't, they yeah. don't, they don't really do... They, like, if you look at them, you're not like, oh, that's a classic, you know, Jose Mourinho United, um, like, performance. Because I really don't know what a classic performance is for this team. Because every time I see them play, they end up playing a different style. Yeah, it's one of those things that, like, when United hired Jose Mourinho, I was like, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Because it just, he, he doesn't really, like, his managerial, like, style and his his this play style that he likes to play just doesn't really fit with United. And I no. think like, he's had trouble reconciling those two things throughout his time there. Well, the thing is, is he's, once he makes, once he comes into this job, once he came into this job, he expect, he's expected to play in the United way. Right. And Jose Mourinho is one of those strong individual managerial types where he wants to put his stamp on everything. Right. So he wants to play the Jose Mourinho style in a United team um, and Jose Mourinho is one of those guys where if something's not working out, he like shifts the blame, right? He'll shift it onto the players. 
a lot of times he'll shift it on to um, the fact that, uh, you know, other teams have done this certain thing in a game. Like, for example, in Sevilla, he was like, oh, yeah, Sevilla, like, soaked up the pressure really well. They uh, played their style really well, and then we got unlucky. And it's like, that is totally a not accurate analysis of this game whatsoever. You guys just didn't break them down. They didn't soak up pressure well. You just could not score against a team that basically had no offensive capabilities until they brought on their main guy. Um, uh, oh, man. Uh, uh, what's his name? Ben. Jeez. Uh, this is... <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Well, they he, he scored the two goals, basically, in the game. He ended up, he ended up winning it for them because... Um, they had no offensive capabilities until they brought this guy on, Sevilla, anyway. And they... Um, ben Arfa, that's the guy. Oh, I didn't know he played for Sevilla. Yeah. Uh, he, obviously, uh, I'm very up-to-date with Sevilla. Yeah. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> well, it was just... Like, so basically, what the whole tale of the tape for the second half... Or the second leg is, um, like... He, <laughs> sorry, not Ben Arfa, Ben Yetter. Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, not Ben Arfa. I was like, what? Jeez, yeah, no, <laughs> sorry, sorry. You know, wrong typical. Ben. <laughs> yeah, wrong guy. But, so they bring him on in the, what minute is it? They bring him on in the 71st minute, okay? Before that, they don't look like they're going to score. They don't look like they have any offensive capabilities whatsoever. So they bring him on in the 71st minute. He scores in the 72nd minute. Wow. So that basically... And then that, that was it. Like, then he scores in the 78th minute. So between the 71st and the 78th minute, the tie's totally killed. Done. And then we start playing. Then, then Lukaku yeah, it's, scores. it's just a retroactive... Yeah, it's retroactive. Response. It's like, okay, they wake up and they start playing. Like, they score a goal, but it's too late. Like... They had no home. They had no way goals, um, so they have to score two goals after they score that first one. They have to score two goals in six minutes plus extra time. That's it. It's like wow, like you guys really did not plan this out yeah, well. Yeah, they probably they probably went into the game thinking we don't lose at Old Trafford, we won't lose at Old Trafford, and then they lost at Old Trafford. So yeah, it's a it's a shame for United, but at the same time, like I feel like. They need to... It's a wake-up call. I feel like Jose Mourinho was a knee-jerk reaction to Pep Guardiola, and I just don't think that that was the right move. Probably not, to be honest with you. Especially in the long term. Like, I mean, if you look at... Even if you you look at his successful history, because obviously, like, he's got a very impressive resume, but, like, has he... He's never lasted longer than, like, what, three years at a team? Like, he's just... He's not a long-term guy. He's an in when when you smash and grab, win trophies, and then get out, right? Because he so many bridges. United wasn't in a position to be winning trophies. Like, when he got to, you know... When he shows up to some of these teams, they've got like a lot in place already. They just need that winning coach. But yeah. he's like United needed a full rebuild. Yeah, and I mean they bought the players, but they're not playing like a team. So it's one of those things where it's hard to think like next year. Do I see us challenging? Like, do I see us challenging for the Champions League next year? Absolutely not. After what I've seen, <laughs> well, that and just like. I don't see... Or um, the league, even. 
Well, that's the thing. I don't see United going anywhere above where they are right now. Like, I think they'll probably make top four next year. I can't imagine they won't. The thing about it is Mourinho, like, to be honest, if it weren't for City's amazing season they have in, in the Premier League this year, we would be challenging for the title, you know? Like true. any other normal season, we would, and that would give Mourinho his excuse, right? So with with that being said, like we're second, we're in the semis of the FA Cup, whoop-de-doo, like, and we're out of the Champions League. So, I mean, it's a pretty average mediocre to mediocre season, and depending on how it ends up, like... It's not a disaster by any no, means, but it would be... No. Like, I mean, they've done okay, it's just, it's like... Especially in a game like this, you just want to see the effort, like whether they win or lose. You well, want you want to effort. see something, and you want to be entertained, right? The reason we watch football is because we want to be entertained. When I watched this game, I was not entertained, and I was not happy. So what's the point? <laughs> yeah. You know, at that point, you're like, well, why you am I like even watching Arsenal this? Fan. Yeah, I know. It's depressing. But <laughs> I mean, maybe this is going to be a wake-up call. Maybe. And to be honest with you, I, I don't want... Um, I don't want Mourinho to get sacked. Like I want him to be able to make some sort of um, like team out of this, right? Like I want to have, I want him to have success because I feel like he's a good manager and I feel like he could do something with us. But the thing is, is like, okay, it's two seasons now. You got to start putting your stamp on stuff. You got to start having a style. You got to start putting your own brand on what you do with your club, right? You can't just set up differently every game and play in a different style. It doesn't work like that, right? Like you got to have some sort of base plan that you go into and have a style that you kind of conform to, right? Like, yeah. And I mean, you can change the game, but you can't set up totally different every game. And some of the, Oh man, I feel like I'm ranting now, but some of the some some of the changes that he made between the Liverpool win and the Sevilla game were like so uh McTominay played really well yeah, in the well, first Yeah, did he line up in a 4 you lined up in a 4-2-3-1 for that game, didn't he? I don't, yeah. And then this one's a 4-1-4-1. So yeah, it was changes formation. He changed, he changed forma- personnel. Changed formation, changed personnel. Like, for some reason, he didn't let McTominay play, which I think he should have. He started Fellaini? Uh, nah, yeah, he he did, actually. He started Fellaini, and he had an informed player. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, who knows? Like, how much has McTominay played this season? Like, he might not have been fit enough to play two games that close together. I don't know. Like, I mean, we could give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt on that. I don't, I don't know enough about that whole situation, but... Yeah, that's the thing. And, like, he played Rashford on the right. When yeah, he, he doesn't was... seem to play Rashford in position ever, though, so... Well, he was playing really well on, on, on the left. left there, yeah. for, and I just don't understand it. I mean, obviously he had his reasons, but I, I don't see it. So, I mean, all in all, it, like, I mean, getting back to it, it was... A poor performance, and we got what we deserved. So, I mean, cheers to Sevilla. I, I honestly don't think Sevilla are a good enough team to go through the semis, like or the the uh, quarters. Like, I don't think they're gonna win against um, Bayern Munich. But to be honest with you, I don't think if United went through and drew Bayern, I don't see them going through against Bayern either. Yeah, so. Munich's not in the greatest form right now either. I mean, they struggled to get like they. Um... Weren't they nil nil in the first leg too? 
And then they against. Oh, oh no, they were. Oh no, no they they, they killed. They well, I'm they played Besiktas. I'm thinking of someone else. Who am they, I thinking of? They played Besiktas. Um, Maybe I'm thinking of nobody. I thought there was somebody else who was nil nil. No, it was a. Uh, it was one one. Chelsea played um, ba- uh, Barca, and mm. it was one one. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just. I mean, pretty dire, but. Anyway, getting that out of the way, we can look at uh, some of the more interesting ties. Um, actually, to be honest with you, one of the most interesting ties of this whole um, le- or this whole round was Roma Shakhtar because Roma was looking like they were going out after the first leg. Um, they were down two one to Donetsk, um, and Shakhtar basically imploded. They got a red card and mm, they lost yeah. a goal and. They, they like are they um is like they're they're not playing in Donetsk still probably are they I doubt are they it still playing I, in Lviv I seriously doubt it I don't think they would be playing in Donetsk but um I don't know like I don't know exactly the level of I don't know what's happening there Yeah I I can't I couldn't really tell you to be honest um River Stadio Olimpico is, I guess. Uh, is that Roma? Roma's stadium? Must be. Maybe they play in... Um, Kharkiv? Kharkiv. So they play closer to um, Donetsk. Oh, okay. Lviv would have been about as far from Donetsk as you can get. It's like, on the, it's like near the Polish border and that's western Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it's just a really bad... Was this game in Donetsk or, or sorry, was this like a home game for them or is this um, was this in uh, Rome? I want to say it was in Rome because okay, because I've seen like Donetsk has put in some like solid performances in the Champions League over the last couple of years, just in like like one of the legs that they need. Like I remember they drew mm-hmm. Munich nil nil right in Munich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, oh, like, oh. and then they ended up losing yeah. okay and then they lost like 5-1 or something they lost like they got stopped when they yeah. went home so same sort of thing where they kind they of they fell apart yeah like and they I mean I guess at that point the red card really didn't it, it didn't really affect the game that much because it, Rome had already scored but I mean at that point you kind of want to you know get something out of the game and it's just really it's unfortunate that's yeah. very unfortunate i mean it looked like they were going to go through but uh, rome rome ended up uh beating them on away goals so it was uh yeah roma in third in the league right now they're um nowhere near no oh, they're nowhere near juve or napoli definitely napoli and juve are running away with syria right now yeah they're like what twenty points ahead or something of the of third. And Atalanta in seventh. Holy moly! <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting league right now. They uh, Syria like I mean like they've got a lot of teams that are like huge names. Hmm. Like kind of like yeah, well, you know, kind of like the Premier League right now where they teams kind of rely on their name like like Arsenal and teams like, of old. I mean, like yeah, past like, glory. I guess nowadays like a lot of those teams are on the up. Like I mean. Yeah. Liverpool and stuff is kind of back for um, all intents and purposes. All intents and purposes. 
But like, yeah, AC Milan, Inter Milan, Lazio, Roma. Yeah, those those like, are big names. They're all big names. I don't know. Italy's interesting. It's kind of one of those places where you hear about a, a bunch of big teams and then Juve end up winning the league six years in a row. So Yeah, well, that's... Well, but I mean, we could see that in the Premier League too, right? Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. It depends like, on how... You take Man City out of the equation and the rest of the league is pretty is a lot more interesting. They're pretty close, yep. Um, but yeah, it's kind of... Uh, it's, fr- it's always frustrating when you have that one team that's clearly out in front. Yeah, it's one of those... Uh, it's it's something you don't really want to see in a league, but um, at any rate, I mean Roma, they they're still in it. They're still in the Champions League. Yeah, still got something to. They've got something to play for. for I don't sure. think that like I mean that's it's a tall order for Roma <laughs> with their in their current state to to win it. But uh, I mean, still being in the tournament longer does not hurt no. your club at all. So Definitely. good on them. Definitely. Um, Next one, I guess. Uh, the city, the city youth squad against Basel. I don't know. Like, I don't know how many starters started this game for City. Did they start the regular team? Uh, no, they were not even close to a regular team. I don't think. But I mean, at like, it was the the tie was so far gone at that point that they didn't. Yeah, they had five road goals. So yeah. They played, uh, well, I mean, they played some decent people. They played Sane, Jesus, Silva up front. They, the Gundogan. Okay, so it wasn't like just Gundogan. a complete throwaway team. Yeah, Gundogan played. I mean, but then they had, you know, Torre and Zinchenko, um, Laporte. I don't okay. even know. Is he a center back? Yeah. Yeah, he's new, I think. They just signed him. Oh, okay. Uh, Foden? Good. I don't know who Foden is. He came from the Spanish... Or, uh, the Laporte, Laporte or whatever came from the Spanish league. Okay. But then they had, like, Stones and Danilo and... But, but I mean, like... Good on Basel for winning. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, if you're going you, to... You, even if you know you're going to go out, you show up and you play a game and you win it. Like They played, yeah. They played and they won. It'll be. It'll I mean, be, it'll be entertaining for the fans. They would yeah. have, they, the fans that traveled to see them, even after a five 0 defeat, they would have at least got a, a good performance out of their team and a good show. And that's, I mean, good on the team, I guess, for you know showing up to that. This was not a challenge whatsoever for City, so it'll be interesting to see them in the next round. Yes. Well, they're playing against a known quantity in the next. Do you want to just talk about that? I guess we could jump around a little bit. Or sure. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they, I guess they're playing Liverpool in the That's an interesting draw. In the next round. So like we kind of we've seen well, I think they're one they've won one each in the league this year, haven't they? Yes, Liverpool is the only team to beat City in the league this year, so they uh they have shown they can do it. Um and it'll be interesting. It's a different different dynamic when you're playing in a two-leg knockout. Um one thing that I that's kind of worrying about Liverpool is their inconsistency. Like they can do it on one day, but yeah, well, then all the of a sudden they crumble and fall apart. So if they have a really bad tie, like one of the legs is is really bad, like that's that's them done, right? Yeah. And City have been very consistent this year, so it's kind of like it's kind of hard to see City lose to Liverpool two times or have two games where they end up going out like on goals. Yeah. I, I just. I, I can't see it. I mean, Liverpool, like, um, uh, Salah has been playing unbelievable 
lately. So if that's if they're to win the tie or the if they're to win the tie, it would be Salah probably to do it for them. And they would have to have a really short up strong defensive plan. Yeah, and it also opinion. depends on like neither of these teams probably have much to lose. They're both probably like league wise, they're probably gonna rest players for this game because they they're both pretty much assured in their position. I guess Liverpool's probably closer to that fourth place right now. Are they out of fourth place now? Or no, I think they just Liverpool's played. in third right now. They're in third. So like they've got some breathing room in that department. So Liverpool probably... will make will make the Champions League spots this year, I think. I mean, Chelsea is uh, in that fifth uh, position um, with 56, uh, and then Tottenham's in the fourth and final Champions League position with 61. So, I mean, it's a little closer than you'd like. Um, wow, Arsenal's 13 points out of Champions League contention. Yeah, Arsenal's done. <laughs> what a season. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. The question is, can Burnley do it? Can they finish above Arsenal? I don't don't put it past them, man. Honestly, <laughs> at this point, they're only they're only five points behind. They could do it. They could seriously do it. Uh, man, what a season for um, for Arsenal! Yeah, it's, for Arsenal. I mean, they're still in the Europa League, so that's pretty much their only hope to make Champions League next year. Or, like, I don't even know. They they can't. They could win the Europa. Like they they're still in it, and they they won convincingly their last game in the Europa League. So yeah. But I mean, they still got to. We they, won't get. Let's try not to get drawn too far into the Arsenal talk because it all it is really fun to bash Arsenal. But um, at the end of the day, like I kind of just feel bad for the the fans of that club because they've just been ignored <laughs> for so many years. Pretty much ignored, put on the back burner. They just don't care. They want money. That's all they really want. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, as like yeah, like you talk to anybody who watches. NFL football or anybody who watches any of this like any of Stan Kroenke's other teams and like they will tell you that <laughs> he, <laughs> he isn't, like, he and isn't in it to win championships no it's an anomaly of his teams are performing really well so yeah I mean he's a businessman Arsenal first and is foremost. probably the only one of his teams that is considered a top team <laughs> well he's a businessman right he he counts on endorsements uh ticket sales um gate receipts um but you think like stuff like qualification that, like, right you think that he would um he would care because like the fans like at some point they gotta get fed up with like the way that this is all being handled yeah maybe the man has so much money he doesn't give a shit i don't know really like he's he's a very rich and wealthy person and i just it's very hard to to see her like you know it's it's hard to like know what his motives are i mean obviously looking at how the way that he sets that club up he obviously just wants to make money right he's not gonna invest in it very much but i think that a club like arsenal like with some investment though you could really get your money's out I mean, your money's worth yeah just in the value of the club maybe he's just playing the law of averages like you have average a bunch of average teams instead of one super performing team. Yeah, and I mean, like his teams have like done well in other like other teams, not Arsenal related, but like he has other teams that have performed. But I just like I I don't know the last time that the Rams won a 
championship or the... I don't even know if they ever have. Yeah. And I mean, he relocated them to LA. Yeah. And that was a money move. Yep. St. Louis was not happy about that. No. And to be fair, like, I guess we can't blame Kroenke for that because, like, that was, like, one of, like, three potential L.A. stadium, like, people moving to L.A. Oh, really? There's so many teams that were moving to or that, I think they I think they got two, and there was another, like, like Oakland was talking about moving to L.A. Yeah. And there was, um, I think, wasn't, isn't there the Chargers? Aren't they in mm. L.A. now, too? Yeah, there's two teams now. Yeah, so they were supposed, there was two, there's two teams now, and there was, like, going to be a third. So, like, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, I obviously don't really know much about this guy. But, obviously, he's an absentee landowner or landlord. And he's one of those guys that just wants the the, the business to be profitable, right? So, that's kind of where Arsenal's at right now. I mean, obviously, we were eventually going to get sidetracked and talk about Arsenal for some yeah, amount of time true. in this we podcast. We managed to get a Champions League podcast onto Arsenal, but it, I guess we look. You look at the league standings, and it just uh, it just doesn't speaks for sense. itself. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so we've talked about City Basel, Juve, Tottenham. Yeah, this one's this is a heartbreaker for Tottenham. They played very very well over two legs. They just got you know, Juve is a Juve is a European style team that know how to uh, kill a game off or they know how to come back and win right and that's exactly what they did you know that Tottenham came up strong early they scored the goal they looked like they were going through and then Juve got two quick ones that was it yeah it's one of those things that like I mean United really performed like an English team in the Champions League Mm -hmm. in recent memory like they Mm -hmm. went out to Sevilla and just like didn't really seem to care no Tottenham did not have that about them. They were they played really they well. They played. They played. They deserve to go real, through. To be honest, it's just they had two defensive lapses and that cost them. That was yeah. it. And that's when it, with a team like Juve, that's all they need. Yeah, very good team. So yeah, um, Juve's a heavyweight. They're still in the tournament. They're up against Real Madrid in the next round. So that's um, that's a big tie. That's a big tie. That's Always like has been a big what was tie. that? That was that was a that's a replay of last year's final, right? That's right. Yeah, and. The final three years ago yeah <laughs> so and then what was it two years ago who did they play did they play atletico that was madrid played atletico that year yep I have they won so. it three years in a row now or is it two no it's just two two in a row they, they this is be their this is their third year going for it oh they won it three and four years like there was uh they won 2014 2016 2017 Oh, so they lost. Or they won against Atletico, and then they won against um, Juve. Juve, and then and then oh, was it four years ago they played? You know, it was Atletico, Atletico, Juve were the three finals. Oh, okay. Because they played Atletico twice. Oh, and Juve lost to someone else. They lost to Barca. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Right. That one was. I remember watching that and being very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Cheering for Juve on that one. Cheering for Real on the other one. Cheering for Juve on that one. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think this year's the one they can do it? Do you think they'll be able to beat Real Madrid? They, if It depends. On, like, honestly, it's so hard to say with Real Madrid because Real Madrid on their day can beat any team in the world right now. They're, they're still that good. And mm-hmm. at the same time, they can lose to any team in the world right now. Yeah. And that's just... As they've just, shown in La Liga. Yeah. It's just... It's, in, it's impossible to tell right now. Um, Zidane, yeah. I, I feel like this year he has... 
um, had to show a little more. Like he he's he seems to be getting better tactically. Like his changes make more sense. And, yeah. Um, so that's good. Um, but that hasn't really helped them uh, <laughs> in some cases. But this is well the thing about it Madrid. helped them in the second leg of the of their game against PSG. Like he set the team up and basically nailed it. He, he out coached. Yeah. Like the team outplayed PSG and then he outcoached Unai Emery. Yeah, he that was just a master. It was honestly a master class. It's good to see. He um, outcoached him over both legs because like Unai Emery took off his striker in the first leg and mm-hmm. like they were, I don't know if they were down at that point or tied at that point. Yep. But Real, like Real Madrid just went after them. Like he put on Asensio, like he put on attacking players and they got two goals. Yeah, Zidane's a smart manager in the sense that he reads well he's a player like he, he's a player first and foremost and he's a manager second he sees the game the way that a player would see and he sees the guy the guys that fit into the system really well right like he looks he says he sees the game as it develops and he thinks okay i can put this guy on and he's gonna make a difference and obviously that's what happened right so yeah some people like i mean he's got a lot of criticism especially for his first couple of years in charge of like making meaningless changes and i've seen Sometimes where it seems like he's making a change just to like get a player in the game and it hasn't turned out for him. Yeah. Well, he's he's a player's player or he's a manager's he's a player's manager. Like he likes yeah. to have good repertoire with his players. He likes to be able to uh, keep that you know relationship good, right? And I, it makes sense. Like being such an elite player for so long, you obviously have that mindset, right? Because you know how it's like to get dropped. You know what it's like to be. Yeah, on the bench, sure. right? So he obviously wants to strike that chord with his players and have a good repertoire. But it's also, I guess, um, it's kind of backfired on him this year. He hasn't had as strong a squad. He didn't make, well, I don't know if it was his decision or the board's decision to not make the improvements that they needed. I think, um, like, they finished last season so strong that, that I they think thought they didn't need they to. They thought they didn't need to. And then this, like, and it's just one of those things, like, they should be actively planning to slowly phase out R- Ronaldo. Like, it just... He, Makes sense. He can still play at that level, but he just, like, he, he's going to need more rest. He's going to need, you know, just as time goes on, it's just going to get harder and harder for him to play at that level at a consistent basis. So Dude. you're going to have to have other options in the bag. They're showing, they're showing it this year. Like, Ronaldo's actually showing it this year. He is, like, he's absolutely, like, he's... He's clinical in the Champions League this year, and in La Liga, like, he just ghosts. He doesn't show up, right? Like, he hasn't been playing very well. And that shows kind of his consistency is kind of waning, right, as he gets older. Like, he can't do it on all three fronts Yeah, it's just not, like, he's not a 90-minute, every-single-game player anymore. He can't be. Well, he's just just getting too old, right? Yeah, and they, like, they sold Morata, who was obviously a decent he was going to be the successor right like, like well i mean yeah he's still like he's he's shown at chelsea that he can play at a super top level but also that he still has a lot of room to, to, to grow like he needs he needs he still needs to get that consistency he just doesn't have he doesn't seem to have the consistency yeah but um no it makes it yeah it was kind of a weird decision for them to sell Murata instead of benzema i don't know if that's because Zidane likes Benzema so much because I think he has like a soft spot. Well, for Benzema's him. a workhorse. Like he's not the best striker. But no, he's a workhorse, and he he links up 
play. Like he's more of like a secondary striker to Ronaldo right now. And that's, yeah, I that's guess he kind, kind of, of kind of fits that profile. But I mean, Morata is pretty good at that too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like yeah, that one's a weird one. But at the same time, they did get good money for Morata, and they'll have to go out and buy a new striker probably this summer anyway. Who do you think they'll look after this year, or who do you think they'll look for? I mean, they're probably going to look for a complete complete number nine, and there's only a few of those. Right. So whether it's Lewandowski, who's like what? Yeah, 29, I guess they were 30. looking at him. I mean, well, he's they a get old, him. Older. They get him for they get him for a year or two before like he start like he. I mean, they probably he probably got three maybe three years good years left in him mm-hmm. before he'll maybe start to tail off. Think they'll try. I would and, love do you think to they'll try him. and get Neymar. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a possibility depending on how Neymar feels and. PSG like I mean Real Madrid could afford him with the amount of money they've been making because they've been doing so well with transfers yeah I don't know if they need Neymar that much to be honest I feel like he's a he's a dynamic player and he's like one of the best in the world but I just like I feel like Neymar is making Neymar's thinking he made a big mistake going to PSG (laughs) at this point yeah I think so I, I think a lot of those players like that they had like they PSG got sold has, it. PSG is such a like it's it, it's a it, it's they play football how I play football in FIFA. Mm-hmm. They just sign all these players. Sign all these players. Well, it's like that's and what happens. It's an amazing squad. Like I, I like I that squad head to like top to bottom is just incredibly like interesting. Like I just like I really like a lot of the players in there. I like Marquinhos, I like Thiago Silva, I like Verratti. But then you see them play in the Champions League against Real Madrid, and they they don't they have it. they're, they're just, not a they're not a cohesive squad, right? And it's one of those guys. It's one of those fallacies that you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't play like a team, you're not going to win, right? Yeah. I mean, you might win league, uh, which is like not the greatest achievement in the world, considering they would win it probably anyway. But. Yeah. Well, that's yeah exactly. So yeah, it's they could maybe potentially. Um, they could potentially, um, sell Neymar. I don't know. It would have to be like, I don't think PSG will sell any of those players if, unless they throw a huge temper tantrum and want to like actively get out of there. So it depends. It could be a saga. Um, that'd be interesting. The, the other thing is like $220 million. Like you can get a lot of, you could get like, yeah, is it really worth it? <laughs> it depends on like, I mean, depending on what's in the market what other players are available because like i think like harry kane or someone like that like other than the fact that he's english which means he probably doesn't speak any other languages mm-hmm. he would be like he's neither did, he's turning neither into did the top striker. neither did bale right? yeah but bale has not performed very well in that's Real madrid true right? so i guess he just is not the same player or like he ha- hasn't been since like uh, that first year there yeah he, he had an unreal first year yeah so, I mean, he had injury problems too, though, I guess. Yeah. But, like, Harry Kane's turning into, like, one of the best complete, like, that sort of, like, complete number nine type player. Where In he the kinda, world, he, yeah. He's got a little bit of everything. He's not the fastest player, but he's fast. He's not the best player on the ball, but he's really good on the ball. He's not the best finisher, but he's pretty much clinical. clinical. Yeah. Like, he's just, you know, Lewandowski is kind of a similar type of player where he's got all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that like either of those would be incredible signings, um, but I don't know if that would actually end up happening. 
I, I, we'll mean, have to I feel see. like they're gonna sign. They're gonna sign somebody. I just don't know who it's gonna be. We'll have to see. It'll be interesting to see. Like I'm a huge Lewandowski fan, so I'd love to see it happen. But mm-hmm. I, that, that's just my own bias at that point. <laughs> so. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, like getting back to the game or the tie. I guess Real Madrid did. Like they just they dismantled PSG, and it just shows you like you know all the money in the world can't buy you Champions League victories, right? So. No, exactly. Well, that's the thing, and like. Yeah, I mean, PSG and City are kind of these clubs that are kind of owned by these shadier yeah. <laughs> groups. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, City has managed to actually like make it, like they managed to get a coach in and mm-hmm. they've actually managed to make something happen out of it. But if you look at PSG squad and you look at City squad, I would argue that PSG squad is more just like raw money spent squad than like like um city has bought some players for not super duper crazy amounts of money that have turned out to be as like incredibly good well the thing about it is is it's it's nature versus nurture i guess in some of the respects of if you expect a player to just ultimately start performing once you buy him, or if you buy a a, a less developed player and try to develop him on yeah, your system, right? that and also just like it seems like PSG will buy a player at the absolute top of their game. Which yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily a good way of doing it because chances, like I mean, they may not play as well when they're out of that area. Like Neymar is a good example of that, right? He's played yeah. really well, I guess. I can't really knock his him, but like he didn't really like. He's only one guy, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, City, like, you know, they signed players who have kind of just... They were growing like crazy when they were signed. Like, Bruyne and stuff like that. Like, they they went, you know... He was went to Wolfsburg or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> From Chelsea. Yeah. And, I mean, he was showing a lot of promise. I guess PSG did exactly the same thing with uh, Draxler, but he's kind of been a mediocre. Yeah. The other thing is, like, they've signed so many like crazy expensive players that like those other like Drax the Draxlers and like those kind of like good like future generation players are not probably getting the playtime they need <coughs> to really develop properly. That's one of those things, yeah. It's interesting because you phase out the players that you're developing and then what happens? Like they don't get the game time and they probably aren't gonna turn out as good as they yeah. would have There's... had you just given them the chance, right? Yeah. So and then we see that we see that at every club like I mean, United is partially guilty of that, too. They've got, like, quite a few good young strikers, and <laughs> he went and signed Lukaku, so... Yep. No, absolutely. Every every team is um, guilty of it in some respects sometime, at some point, right? So you have to... Um, I guess we can talk a little bit about Liverpool. They tied 0-0, but basically the game was dead because... Yeah, Liverpool wrecked them in the first leg, so... Yeah, five away goals. I mean, you can't... Yeah, she's she's over at that point. Yeah, Mane got three, Firmino got one, Salah got one. Just clinical, you know, and it just goes to show you, like, when Liverpool are on their game, they can, you know, dismantle a team. Um, I mean, it's Porto, obviously, but... Yeah. We already really... We already, I guess, touched on Madrid and PSG. Madrid, 5-2 on aggregate, out-coached, out-played, both legs. Yep, no. Just no, just, no chance. Just absolutely no chance for PSG. <laughs> Champions of Europe versus... 
amateurs, basically. Well, <laughs> and everybody was thinking PSG might pull it off, right? Well, but everyone, then, uh, like, uh, until, the, until the, the first ball was kicked. PSG were the favorite in the tournament. They were favorite in this in this, in this uh, matchup just because Real Madrid has been patchy at best. But PS, or like they just Madrid generally shows up to mm-hmm. the biggest games, and yeah. they did show up, and they showed why they're the champions of Europe, really. Oh, absolutely. So and it's just yeah, one of those top like, to bottom organizationally. They just yeah, the, the players in the field played better. Zidane out coached them. Just everything about it. Yeah, um, that's probably all we need to say about. It. We've already talked about it. Yeah, Liverpool Porto. Like I said, it's one of those games five nothing on aggregates. It's uh, not that indicative of how they'll fare against City. Um, we'll yeah, have to see. That's true. Yeah, they. We uh, will have to see. Well, exactly. And we, we have to almost look more at the league to see kind of... Yeah, and I mean, it's it's encouraging considering they played once, but I think we touched on it before that it's really... In, it, it, they just have to have consistency over two legs to, to actually have any any sort of chance, right? But Yeah. Um, this one, I don't even know if we need to really talk about this one, this Bayern Besiktas. Like, everybody knew Munich was going to absolutely crush yeah. them. 8-1 on aggregate. Like, that's not... It's really not even worth analyzing. I mean, what is there to even say? <laughs> I mean, they yeah. they won. <laughs> Congratulations. I feel like teams like Besiktas and um, like it's unfortunate that there's still fillers at the round of sixteen at that point. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I mean, these are teams that could challenge in the Europa League. Like, yeah. Sevilla has proven that by winning the Europa League several times. Yeah. And <laughs> so, who is, I? Who is coincidentally enough, Bayern's next opponent. Yeah, that's right. So That'll be an interesting game, I think. I don't think Sevilla will actually win it, but I don't yeah. know. Maybe if they show up, they might give Bayern their... Uh, M- Munich some just has their off days. They just have not been as The consistent. Munich of old, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they have, I think they've been better recently, but, uh, and I don't know, like they, uh, obviously were comfortable in that Besiktas tie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I don't have much to say about that. No, um, it'll be interesting. Um, I guess, uh, okay. So this is the last one. And then I think what we can do is maybe just say a little bit about the quarterfinals and, and maybe our predictions of, yeah. of the, the lie, the ties, but, uh, so yeah, Barca three. This is an interesting one. Um, yeah, Barca, they went in tied. Barca three, Chelsea one. Chelsea played really well the first game. They or first leg. They had. I think they got a little bit unlucky that Barcelona had a away goal in that game. Um, they played well. They set up well, and then they just kind of got dismantled by a stronger, maybe uh, more well equipped Barcelona team. You know. Um, yeah. It's kind of looking like Conte is. Uh, very discouraged at this point in his tenure at uh, Chelsea. So it'll be interesting to see if he actually stays after this season. Yeah, um, there's a lot of people talking about how he's like trying to get fired, and there's all this talk about him. And I, I, mean, I don't think he's trying to get fired. I think he's just is running out of ideas. <laughs> I think like I mean yeah, it's a real shame that this has not worked out because like he's very clearly a very good coach oh no absolutely like it's it's not one of those situations where it's like a you know it's like what are you doing hiring this guy like what has he done in the last 10 years that have you know like a david Moyes or someone like that where it's like what has he done right suggested that he can save your club right we see that but he won the league last year that's the thing right so (laughs) well that's the thing like conte's not that at all conte has 
shown very consistently over the recent history that he's a very good coach. So that's, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate. I mean, uh, it's when you come up against a team like Barcelona, you're just like there's always a real possibility that you're going to have a unfortunate uh, outcome like this. Like they just they just got outplayed. Like they got outplayed in 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 the camp now. Like that I don't think there's really like I don't blame Chelsea for losing this game. Um, maybe they could have had a little bit more in put more into the game, but it just seemed like they got. Uh, outplayed clinically like they just they just uh, Barcelona had more chances they put more away Messi scored a hat trick I mean it's Messi right yeah. so it's one of those things like he's always like when you play against Lionel Messi you can expect to get like like absolutely done for two or three. Oh yeah well I mean that's when he's on especially when he's on top like when, he, when he's playing and the thing is like sometimes team has managed to shut him down but like if you give Barcelona the game like that then you're gonna you're gonna pay for it they're not gonna huff and puff they're gonna find goals right so yeah it's one of those things it's just um like I said I I don't I I didn't it wasn't a surprise it's just unfortunate I guess yeah but yeah I mean yeah we still have English teams in the quarterfinals, which is not what we've seen recently. I mean, last year was Leicester the only team in the quarterfinal? Yeah, Leicester was the only. And Leicester team. still put in a performance in the quarterfinal, even like could they, have been. It could have they been. They were the they they really showed up to that tournament. Yeah, so but, we'll yeah. see. We'll see one for sure. We'll see one English team in the semifinals, um, because it'll either yeah, be City, City or Liverpool. Liverpool yeah. So I guess we can talk a little bit about the quarterfinal draws now. We have a little bit already, but let's let's just put some predictions down. And um, this, so the first one I guess uh, is the most interesting in my opinion. Well, not maybe the most interesting, but probably the highest uh, viewership that it'll bring. Uh, the quarterfinal draws is Juve Real. Like that is the you know that's a that's a gem of a game replay classic of last year's final. Like it's. I don't know. Where, where do you see this going? Where do you think this will... Ha- like, over think, two legs, what's going to happen? Um, I think they're going to draw 2-2 two, two in... Um, at the, in, in Italy, and then um, Real will take it at the, at the Bernabeu. I don't know where they play first, so... Yeah. So what do you figure over two legs? 4-2 Real. Yeah? You think so? It's, it's tough to say. Seems reasonable. I, would I don't s- think they're gonna blow them. Like I think like a you know a two, like two goal, know, like yeah. two goals over two legs, like a two one win, two one win, or a two two and a two nothing or something. I don't know. That sounds like reasonable to me. But yeah, I don't know. Juve is a tough one, tough nut to crack because they could end up just you know mm-hmm. showing up. It, yeah, Re- like exactly. Real, like we've said, Real Madrid is so variable. Like they could they sometimes they 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 can literally beat any team in the world right now. Yeah, they could dispatch City in a heartbeat if they show up, and then they could also lose five nothing to City. Like it just, I have no idea what's gonna happen. They generally do show up to the big games. You know, Juve, they that's a team that they would respect, and they show up to those games. They do not take those for granted ever. Right. So they seem to have the right mentality when it comes to the big games, and they always have. Yeah. In recent history here, like I mean, they 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 seem to show up to the Champions League. So I don't know. I'm confident they can do it. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. 
Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I don't. I think it'll be a little bit closer, but I think Real Madrid will probably take it three two, um, and kind of the same thing that you echoed. Like, who knows? They might. Juve <laughs> might show up. Real might not, and Juve might take it. But I'm just gonna. The, my prediction is it's gonna be three two. Um, Real Madrid on like recent history of these two clubs meeting basically and I mean that's pretty much the only prediction you can really make <laughs> right so yeah the next one uh, a little bit less um, you know mysterious about the <laughs> about the draw or the the outcome I guess but uh, Bayern plays Sevilla what do you what do you think like do you think Sevilla will show up do you think Bayern um, will just steamroll them or I don't know. I would say like over two legs, maybe like four one for Munich. I don't know. Yeah. I think that I think they're gonna take it. I mm-hmm. don't know if they'll take it by eight goals to one. Yeah. I don't know if they'll take it by two goals to one. I don't know. I'm gonna go with four one. I think they can score goals. They got like a lot of firepower in that team. So. Yeah, that is really true. Um, I do think Byron will win it. Uh, I think it's going to be 3-1 Bayern, in my opinion. But who knows? They might get cracked open for, for five. Like, I don't, yeah, I, who knows? It's hard to say. Um, Barca, Barcelona versus Roma. Barca-Roma. <laughs> Barca-Roma. Um, I'd go 3-1 again. I don't know. Barca, I don't think that Roma is going to be able to stop them. That's mm-hmm. a top team. Yeah. Agreed. I don't think uh, Roma will beat them. Barca um, sort of found their their um, groove again this year too. Like they're they're a lot they're more consistent than they were last year. They've. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure about it. I thought that they were going to struggle this year, but it's been the opposite. Yeah, they've played well. It was interesting watching the Super Cup final where they just got absolutely like creamed by, by by Real, Real yeah. and then everything just totally flipped on its head after that. So yeah, I think like the complacency. At Real, like you know, they sold some top players that were kind of not the st- in the starting eleven and stuff. They were using regularly as kind of rotation players and stuff, and I think that definitely cost them in the long term. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's just this game is not something I can see Barcelona losing, no. but you never know. I mean, it is the Champions League; you can never really tell. Um, the next one is interesting. I think yeah, maybe... Yeah, this one's a tough one to call. Yeah, this one's very tough. City-Liverpool, this is probably one of the hardest ones to call of the... Well, I mean, Juve-Real too, but City-Liverpool, I cannot see how this will come out, but what do you figure? Um, well, I mean, I think City's probably going to win it, but I'm going to... I want I want Liverpool to win it, so I'm going to... I'm going to say Liverpool 6, City 5. Yeah, I think it's going to be a... Um, it's going to be a goal fest, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't think it's going to... There's going to be much to say between them. Me neither. I think um, I think City will have a better... One one of one of the legs, they'll, they'll play better and they'll end up doing Liverpool 4-3. But, uh, so this is the only one we actually disagree on. I think City will actually take it, but who knows? Like, Liverpool could win too. Yeah. You never really know. So... Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for the quarterfinal. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I believe the games are played. When are they played here? Let's see the, t- the dates. The next fixtures are set for the 2nd to the 8th of April. Um, for um, the first leg. And then the 9th to 15th of April. So 
Um, so yeah, it's coming up pretty quickly uh, within the next month here. Um, it, Tuesday, April 3rd, uh, Sevilla play Bayern, Juve play Real, and then Wednesday, April 4th, um, Liverpool play City, Barcelona play Roma, and then the next leg is Tuesday, April 10th, and Wednesday, April 11th. So it's coming up quick. Within the next month, we'll be able to see who the semifinalists are. It'll be an interesting uh, interesting quarterfinal, I think. Not, 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 I mean, it's not one of those ones where it's like, oh man, all these teams could make it to the Yeah, final. there's some that, like, I think will probably get knocked out, but yeah, there's still, like, a fair amount, because, because we still have Juve, Real, Barca, Bayern, mm-hmm. City, Liverpool, like, we still got a lot of teams that are, like, you know, potential contenders. Liverpool, I don't think, can win the tournament. No. They just don't seem consistent enough. But um, I don't think City can either, to be honest with you. I think they're going to get done. Yeah. I mean, you City, never know. I, I just I have to see City up against Barca, Real, Juve, one of those teams. Once I see them, or I guess like basically any of those European teams that have been consistently in the finals. So I guess those four kind of like Munich, mm-hmm. Real, Barca, Juve. Once I see them up against them, then I'll kind of more accurately be able to gauge them. Because like I just don't. <laughs> see the English teams as the top teams. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, people always say it's the most competitive league in the world and it's the top league in the world and stuff, but it's just, like, it's clear that those top teams from other leagues are better, superior. In, they have more quality in the top than Eng- England does, but they have, like, less quality throughout, I guess, is probably the whole yeah. thing, right? And that's what makes the Premier League so interesting, I guess. Yeah, but this year, I mean, it's more of the same. Yeah, it's unfortunate that... <laughs> it's really started to lose that... It's that losing its... Halo. Yeah, exactly. So I guess we'll have to see next year where it goes. If it's Yeah, over the, the next same. couple of years. Like, I mean, like, you can't look at it after one... Like, one, every, there is going to be those seasons where they somebody runs away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I mean, you never really know with that. But I think that's all we really got to say for today. Um, we will be back... Um, probably just at this point because we haven't been able to well there's not a lot interesting going on in the league anyway yeah and we uh don't seem to be able to get together that regularly so we'll probably just focus on the champions league because it's got a nice light schedule so yeah exactly <laughs> so we'll, we'll, probably come uh, after, we'll hopefully come back after the first leg of the quarterfinal yeah we'll be back uh to give you the analysis the first leg and maybe have some predictions on the second leg um until then, you know, as always, uh, subparfootballtalk at gmail.com is our email. Um, at, par, at subpar underscore football is our Twitter. Um, get us with your comments, um, you know, requests, whatever, anything. Just send it to us. We'll, we'll respond because we don't get very much mail whatsoever. <laughs> so anyway, thanks as always for listening. Um, and uh, tell your friends, tell your family. Tell your enemies. <laughs> yeah, tell whoever. Exactly. All right. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks.